check, 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 check. Okay. Okay, uh, good morning, Destiny Church. Um, I'm Isaiah Mayers, and um, I was just gonna go ahead and open this up in prayer today. So, if we would bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Lord, we just, we just think you're so amazing and so good, Lord. We just thank you for being here today, and we ask you to just let everything good happen in here today. Let everyone worship too music and to just praise you, Lord, and give it all to you. Lord, we ask you to invite uh, joy and happiness and let everything run smoothly in here and 
Let there be no roadblocks, nowhere to stumble. Uh, Lord, we just ask you to take out any negativity, and we just ask you to um, just let uh, you move through our words and let everything we say be to glorify you and to everything to be praising you. We just ask you to have all of our actions not to um, just be against you, Lord, and to everything become in line with what you want us to say and what you wanted to happen. Lord, we will, uh, I just ask you to let us all be able to worship freely without thoughts about anyone else and that we will all just be able to just praise you and just give it all to you. Lord, we just thank you. And in Jesus' name, amen.
this morning in declaring that there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power to break every chain of bondage. There is power to break every fear. There is power to break every sickness. There is power to break every stronghold. There is no weapon that is formed against us that will prosper in the name of Jesus. The enemy may try. He may try. He will try to trip us up. He will bring circumstances into our life to try to get our eyes off the King of Kings. But we declare in the name of Jesus that that be broken today. Holy Spirit, come and flood this place. Flood this place. Flood the earth. Flood this room. Flood my heart.
stronghold, break every sin, break every fear, break depression, God, break sickness, God. There is power in the name Jesus.
to behold something is to look it full on and to absorb every part of what it is to look intently to enter into something that is very holy. If y'all don't feel I have led in the sacraments dozens of times but I have never felt the ushering into the Holy Spirit like I do right now. Don't just take this for granted because I'm going to let you know I was I decided I was going to read the story of this of this out of Luke which is most people don't because he does it backwards from everybody else and understanding Luke Luke was a physician so Luke knowing what the blood meant he was going to talk about blood first because in the blood there's life but you want to know what right down there with the complete obedience of these people right here ushering in the presence of God, I just want to focus on the first two verses. This is out of the Passion, and it says in Luke twenty-two fourteen, 14, it says, When Jesus arrived in the upper room, he took his place at the table with the apostles. We have been in this sanctuary. We walked in. We welcomed everybody. We were like, hey, how are you doing? And guess what? 
as they struck up the music and as worship, you got lost in your worship, guess who entered the room? Guess who just sat with his family? He is still here. He is with us right now. This is more than just something we do. He has now entered the room with us. He has sat down with us. And if you listen to every one of the songs we sang so far, it's been nothing but worship for him. And as he entered the room, we kept worshiping him. And as the apostles watched their master walk into the room and he sat down, these very next words he said, he said this. He says, then he told them I have longed with passion and desire to eat this Passover lamb with you before I endure my suffering. Do you understand he longs to be with you, to commune with you? Communion, commune, get it? He was eating of the Passover lamb, the lamb that saved those, uh, uh, the Israelites in Egypt, the sacrifice. We all know the story of the doorpost and all that and the blood. Again, back to the blood, the blood that atones, the blood that saves, the blood that sets us all free. He was celebrating that. But he knew that he was fixed to be beyond that. He was going to be the true sacrificial lamb. And he sat down amongst them and he communed with them. I've never felt presence like this. I've known the Lord's always been around me when I've took communion, but I've never felt the presence. And we need to stay in this presence as we do this. First and foremost, you need to understand the meaning of the blood. The blood is what washes you free, that it atones for all your sins. Right now, I want you to start checking your heart. I want you to look for that thing, if there's anything within you, and say, Lord, cover me with this blood. Let this be the time that you look for him. Some people in here might be taking communion and don't understand what that feeling all over you. That's God getting him, wrapping his arms around you. Jesus is in the room, folks. We are celebrating this of what he did for each and every one of us. And that was to go to a cross on a hill called Golgotha and stretch his arms open wide and say, this I do for you and sacrifice the body that we celebrate also. The body he took all the whippings for, you know it says in scripture that all by his stripes, does it say we are healed? It says we were. We just gotta claim healing. There can be healing. I've already heard someone proclaim healing in this house this morning. When you take of the bread, there may there's going to be healing in this house this morning. When you drink of the juice, which is his blood, there's going to be a setting free this morning in this house. This is not just some normal uh, uh, thing we're doing. This is not just a repeat, a religious act. Religious act, something we do over and over and over again. This is an act of love that we do because he said, do this in remembrance of me and everything he's done for you. So this morning as you do this, I want you to be prepared for God to come down and touch you through his Holy Spirit this morning. We're going to move into the taking of the body.
we read that in 1 Corinthians it says and he gave thanks then he distributed to the disciples take it and eat you're filled it is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me Lord right now right now Lord we look to you understanding what you did for us on that cross on that road leading to the cross when you took the stripes upon your back Lord right now we partake of your body his body was broken we break his body we break this in semblance of it being broken for us in Jesus' name he did this in the same with the cup of wine after supper and said this cup seals the new covenant with my blood drink and whenever you drink this do this in remembrance of me Lord right now we understand the meaning of your blood your blood that was shed for each and every one of us your blood that was given freely that atones for every sin that covers us and does seal that new covenant that covenant that you have written with each and every one of us not as a nation but as an individual that marriage covenant with you you are our bridegroom and we are your bride Lord we take this and remember it to you you may partake and lastly he said, whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're retelling the story, proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes. You are testifying of what the Lord did for you, not what he did for my wife, not what he did for pastor. When you take of this, you're proclaiming what he did for you. They're fixing to go back, lead us back into worship. You now have the presence of God around you. You have Jesus. He's sitting here. As he said, he entered in and he sat with the apostles. He is now sitting with us and let us worship him.
torn the veil and he has made a way for us to enter the holy of holies he has even allowed that the holy of holies would be right here he said that we are his dwelling place
sometimes we think we can stand in his presence. Whew. And he'll put you in another place real quick. Whew. And he'll knock you to your knees. Whew. You can do nothing to you but just weep and worship him. This is what we're here for. You didn't come to hear a great word that will give you a chipper spirit for the rest of the week. You didn't come for any of that stuff. We came to worship Him. That's what we came to do. Oh. And some people, they just, you know, and I get it. We're, we've been built this way in, in this society that the church is something you lay an hour and a half out for on a Sunday and then you just come back next Sunday and he says I want more like I want more of you oh. there are so many churches that have gotten so used to just saying hey let's put a limit on everything and let's just do it our way because we want to build a huge church and if we just make everybody happy then we'll just build a huge church and that's not what it's about. He says, I just want you to worship me. And if there's time for a word, hey, that's great. And if I don't give you a word, that's great too. Because he's here for the worship. I can't tell him anything he doesn't already know. And we're just here to worship him. That's it. So when we come in this place, when we come in this house, we come in with a heart of worship. A heart to seek Him with everything we have. If that means everybody's on their face, then everybody's on their face. If it means people are sitting in the chairs, that's fine too. I don't expect everybody to stand up for hours. You're not hurting anybody's feelings. You can worship Him from a chair, from standing, from on your face. The biggest thing is, is you just submit to that. You let Him do what He wants to do. Father, we worship you today. We love you, Lord. We thank you that we can come before you and forget about everything going on in the world. Forget about everything happening in our lives. Forget about the sicknesses in our body, our finances, our, our marriage, our relationship. We can lay all that aside. We thank you that we can do all that just to be in your presence. And we thank you that after we're in your presence, Lord, that, man, it all changes all of a sudden the pain doesn't hurt and the relationships aren't bad Lord we're so thankful for that we're so thankful for you so thankful for your grace and mercy so thankful that you never leave us that even if we don't come before you for a week at a time that, that, that guess what you'll still be there waiting on us right beside us 
Father, we're here this, today, this morning, just to say we love you. We love you. We worship you. We ask you to have your way in this place today. Have your way in our lives, in our families. Father, touch the finances, touch the sickness. You can do it all, Lord, and we submit it all to you. You have your way in our hearts right now. Father, we just lift you up this morning. We just give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Come on, you guys receive that this morning? Come on. Let's love on them some more this morning. Come on. Let's give them what a king deserves in the house this morning. Yeah. But I do want to give a little announcement. There's, they tried to tell me about an hour ago. But if you drive a Ford Explorer, um, you you parked in the pastor spot across the street, and he's asking you to move it. If they tow it, don't worry, we'll pay for it. Um, but if that's you and you have a Ford Explorer, please go park that somewhere else so that they can have church this morning. All right. So guys, do me a favor. Take take a second. Uh, love on each other. Take a break. Uh, go to the bathroom. Do whatever. We'll be right back.
Good morning. <laughs> we can take as long as we want in worship, but I'm not going to let you stand around and talk for as long as you want. <laughs> Just kidding. Love y'all. But we'll make our way back to our seats. And Oh, man. Y'all doing well this morning? Yeah. Come on. Oh, what a good morning. So, uh, Welcome to Destiny. If you hadn't been here before or hadn't been here in a long time, welcome to Destiny. Um, it doesn't change much. That you, that's what you're going to get every Sunday, so um, welcome. Um, man, if I am DJ along with my wife, Jules. We get the honor to pastor here at Destiny Church, and I'm so thankful for that. Come on, we love our church. You guys love Destiny Church? Come on. Oh, man, I love what God's doing in the house. I love, I love what he's doing in our hearts. I love what he's doing in this this area, this region, and, and we're so thankful for that. Um, can we give it up for our online audience, everybody watching online? Come on. We love you guys. We love you guys. We're praying for you. Um, cannot wait to get our entire family back in the house. I'm, I'm really excited about that, and it would just be nice to, to flood this place again and get everybody here, and um, man, that'll be so good. Come on. That's it. That's it. So, you're welcome in anytime. So if you're online, though, watch and share the link, get it out there. Like I said, we got to, we got to watch online a couple weeks ago. Um, and, and honestly, it, I really enjoyed it. So um, if you're online, just share that link, get it out there to everybody, let everybody know uh, that they have a church that loves them and we're reaching out to them so you can get it out there. Um, if you're new to the church, do me a favor, fill out a Connect card. That'll be uh, look like that. It came in a little bulletin. You can get one at Connection Point if you didn't get one when you came in. Um, just fill that out. Let us know you're here. Uh, so we can reach out to you. That's the biggest thing. If we can't, if we don't know you're here, we can't reach out to you. So fill that out. Let us know you're here. Uh, we can we can reach out to you. We just want to pray for you and, and answer any questions. That's it. So uh, we just but we can't do that if you don't fill it out. So take care of that. A couple quick announcements. Uh, Monday night prayer. I'm telling you, this is uh, this is this is who we are. Foundation. 
is prayer. So be here Monday nights. Come on, we, we, we want to start flooding this place on Monday nights. We want, we want to drench this place with the Holy Spirit. We want you to be drenched in this place. We want you to get saturated uh, by His presence, and it starts on, on Monday night. And, and not only Monday night, here's what, here's what I want to start seeing. We are a praying church. What that means is I want you here, if you're a prayer warrior, I want you here at 8.30 on Sundays. Because I believe we should be praying over this sanctuary. You know, we have people that show up, but I think we can have more. We're a praying church. So if you just want to pray with us, get here at 830. And we'll just walk this whole thing. We'll walk our children's ministry. We'll walk the wall, the halls. We'll walk the property. Okay, we want to start praying over this church every single Sunday. So uh, please, that's out there. Look, you, know, you don't even have to be good at that stuff. <laughs> Look, when I came to start working at the church, I said, I don't pray for people. <laughs> God will get you if you say that. And he shifts everything. So, uh, but I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. If you just want to come out and share that with us, we, we'd love to have you here. 8.30 every single Sunday. Um, come out here and meet us here. We're just going to pray over everything. So you guys good with that? Come on. All right. Uh, Tuesday at the table. Get here on Tuesdays. That's our midweek service. Uh, great word by Brother Rick this last week. And come on, if you watched online, phenomenal word. Didn't he do a good job up here with communion? Come on, man. Look, that's, that's, that's who God brings us. And I know it's to the glory of God, but God put something in you this morning, brother, and that's why you're up here doing it. Uh, and it's powerful. So I thank you for sharing your gift with us this morning. Uh, that's, that's so important. And I love the fact that Isaiah, wherever he went, man, come on, come up here and pray and get us started this morning. Come on, man, next generation, brother. Come on. You're the only teenager in this church that's ever shared a word up here. So come on, receive that. I'm going to keep putting you up here. You can't deny it. I know what's on your life. Um, so Wednesday nights, man, get the kids out here, get the students out here, Destiny Kids Ministry, you know, our student ministry, Pastor Kevin and Crystal, let them love on your teens, um, they do a phenomenal job of that, uh, and then bring your young adults out here, if you're, we don't have to bring you if you're a young adult, if we're bringing you as a young adult when you're 18 to 28 to the church, you got a problem, but drive yourself, get here on Friday nights and come spend, spend the evening with Nicole and Brandon Guy, come on guys, we love you guys. I love it when I can say we love you guys, and it always means both of you. The whole family, we're covered. We love the guys. So that's so good. Uh, <laughs> but all this information's out there on, on our app. Download our app. Get that information. So I'm not going to stop repeating it, but if you download it, I'll think about it. Okay? I'll think about not repeating it every Sunday. But there is one cool thing coming up is, is uh, next Sunday's Father's Day, right? Come on. It's going to be good. And in the house next Sunday, uh, we have Brother Eddie James in the house. Come on. It's going to be powerful. Um, Holly, do we have a video on that? little promo video of what to expect next week.
Somebody shout breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. I declare at this crusade that this is the season for your breakthrough. You're going to leave transformed. You're going to leave changed by the blood of the Lamb, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Receive your breakthrough. Breakthrough in my heart, breakthrough in my mind, breakthrough in my spirit, breakthrough in my soul. on you guys get excited over that and if you missed it last year it was awesome <laughs> like like you, 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 this place was was jam-packed but it just kept flowing and overflowing and overflowing it was so good so so it's going to be jam-packed because we're only doing one service but here's the thing if, if you want to get even more than that the good part is is that that evening at 6 30 uh, Pastor Peter Wilcox, the one that's been worshiping with us up here, um, he's having him out at his house, and at his house, he has a wide open field. And in the wide open field, we're going to have a full on outside worship session, okay? Out in, this is in Prattville, so don't miss out on this. We're just going to take it from here, and we're going to we're going to honor them and, and bless them here and feed them here and spend time with them here, and we're going to send them out there. And then we're going to go out there. Whoever wants to come as a church, we're going to go out there and do an outside word and just continue to stay in that presence all night long. So if you want to get to know him a little bit more, hang around a little bit more, you want to just be around the presence of the Holy Spirit more, man, I'm telling you, it's the worship. It's the worship. But what he's doing in his ministry is just phenomenal. What he's doing by rescuing these young adults off the streets and getting them into to a worship atmosphere and then teaching them all that. Um, and, and letting them work in that in their gifts is just great. So we get to be part of that. Like I said, let, let the Holy Spirit be working on your heart as we receive an offering form uh, next Sunday morning. If God tugs you in that way, then we're going to give to that. Um, so I want you, I just want you to be prepared because sometimes it's nice to be prepared, you know, because it just gives you that opportunity to, to come ready uh, so we can bless them as a family. And uh, like I said, this is an ongoing 
uh, relationship we have now. So it's really cool, and we get to spend time with them. So uh, what an honor, and uh, we're just looking forward to that. You guys excited about that? Come on. So that means church will be long next week, and then we'll just carry it over, take a little break, get some food, and then go out there, and we'll just continue worshiping all night long. I mean, this is, this is really good. Um, I'd love to say that I'm hurrying this up right now for you. And I am, but, you know, it's what, what we did this last week was was great. You know, if you ever get a chance to um, come out and worship at David's tent, uh, the, the second Friday of every month now, we're meeting downtown Montgomery, one Dexter Ave, uh, and we're going to be meeting down there. It starts at 6, and it just keeps going. And it's just worship, 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 worship. Uh, we were down there. Our worship team was down there Friday night, and we got the worship right there. And the building they're worshiping in is the building they want to purchase as a David's tent. It is phenomenal. It was actually the, the one of the banks from the, the original bank from the Confederate, and they stored all the Confederate money in there. And then, so this is where you're worshiping. <laughs> There's a lot of chains to break. A lot, a lot of chains to break. And right outside that door is the fountain. So you're right there. And that fountain, if you didn't know what that fountain was, that was an auction block for slavery. And we get to go down there. We get to go down in downtown Montgomery and staring at all that stuff and just bring the Holy Spirit on that house. That's what we get to do. And that's going to so put that on your calendar. When we announce that, get down there and support that. And it's just not us, man. We had we have worship teams coming in from all over the place. We had a team come in from Jasper that that we already have a relationship with and didn't even know it. Brother Bo stole one of the guy's hats and that's it. <laughs> they came in with these hats on. I'm like, I've seen that hat before. And, and, the, and the leader of the place didn't have a hat on. He looks like Bo. Big beard though. He doesn't just have and and I'm like. You know Brother Bo Barton? I said he took your hat. He was like, oh, man, yeah, I love that guy. So there it was. We were already connected. They're, they're actually coming in here in August. We're going to do a, um, uh, 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 believers, you know, Brother Bo and his uh, family. I can't. Company of believers, brother. Woo. I'm so fired up this morning. We're doing a company of believers in August. That's what you get paid for, Kevin. Save me. So, but company of believers, uh, when we do a gathering, we did the gathering out at, um, uh, at the, the residence out there on the, uh, um, out at Living Waters. And guess what? We're doing another gathering right here. And it's going to start here on a Friday night in August. And it's going to be a full-on worship with multiple churches and pastors. And, man, we're just going to fill this place up. And it's going to continue over to a Saturday morning. And Brother Bo is just going to be bringing a word and, and gathering all the heat. Look, he's really good at this. And the Holy Ghost is moving through him. He was brought here for a reason, I'm telling you. He, he was deemed apostle for a reason because God gave him the word and the authority to come in here and, and connect people because that's what he does. So we're excited about that. And so all those guys are going to be here. And if I watched what they did down there and I watched what our team did down there, and I'm telling you, when you combine all that, it is, it is big and powerful. So anyway, I'm sure you came for a little bit of word. It's 1138. I'm just giving you a warning. If you got to leave because you get hungry or something, you're not going to hurt my feelings today. I totally understand. You can get up and go, and oh, one of these days we'll build a fellowship hall, and we'll just have food set aside so we can all get together. That's on your heart, bless that, right there, fellowship hall. Until then, bring your food. It's okay. You can open it up in the sanctuary. I'm good with that. So, Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you, God. Oh, you're so good. We just worship you this morning. We thank you for that. We thank you for your presence, Lord. I ask you to touch my heart right now. Father, fill me up with your word. Father, let it be all you, none of me, Lord. 
Father, just, just let it pour out of me and land on the ears and hearts that need to hear it this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, come on. We are, man, we are in this, man, uh, this identity series. Who's liking the identity series? Come on, we've been in this um, just for a little while. Now I think we're on our, you know, two and a half month mark. But I'm telling you, this is so good. This is so good. This is the, the foundation of who we are. So I think it's so important that we continue to spend some time in it. Um, I got to try something here. This is really bugging me. If you don't know me, I'm pretty like OCD-ish up here. And when my screen's not lining up, I'm having a hard time. But uh, anyway, we're talking about our identity and uh, what that is, how it is to walk in, in his identity and what he calls us and what he does in us. And, and, and when we accept that and when we realize that he's completely renamed us, right? So, so he's given you a brand new identity. Miss Jeannie, I just got to say hi. It's good to see you. I love that we have a church where I can just stop right in the middle of it and just see someone like Miss Jeannie. We love you. Come on. There you go. That was a word from the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Well, come on, we are, we are just renamed. We're a new creation. I love, that's where it came out of 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. And that's so important when we understand our identity, that the old is gone and the new is here. He didn't take you and fix you up. He didn't shave off all the rust and put mud on you and try to shine you up. He said, the old's gone and you are new, brand new. I made you brand new in me. Okay, so you can forget the rest of the stuff. That's what I love about this. And people need to start understanding that. Your old identity is gone. All your old sin is gone. All that is gone. It's gone, and you're brand new in him. So now we become everything to him. We, we have a new identity in him. We're a son. We're a daughter in him. We're Hephzibah to him, right? His delight is in us. We are Hephzibah to him. He loves us that much. We're his bride. Come on, we've been talking about that, that we are his bride. And he loves us that much. And the only thing that stops you from receiving that is you. The only thing that stops you from receiving is you. Man, we got to receive that this morning. We have a beloved identity. And when you start to know who you are, and you start to know who you are in him and through him, it changes everything. It changes your walk. It changes your worship. It changes everything about you changes when you start understanding who you are. That's why it's the foundation. That's why it's so important. Mm. And we actually believe what he's telling us. And he prays for us. That's what he prayed to God. That's, he prayed this to God that we would understand this, how much he loves us. Speaking of love, I just got to give a shout out to my mama-in-law in the back. I saw you sitting there. How you doing? <laughs> Flew in all the way from Ocala to, to, to be with us. I love you, mama. You know me for a better part of my life, and I appreciate that you still love me. It's so good. But, but here's what Jesus was praying. And he was praying this right before he's going to get crucified. In John 17, 23, out of the Passion, it says, it says, You live fully in me, and now I live fully in them. This is Jesus talking to the Father. He goes, Now I live fully in them, so that they will experience perfect unity, and the world will be convinced that you have sent me, for they will see that you love each one of them with the same passionate love that you have for me. Jesus is praying to the Father that we would know that he loves us with the same passionate love that he loved Jesus. You need to understand that. This is not like, this isn't just something thrown out there. He says, I love you. Quit denying it. Man, let him love you. Let him love you. And knowing that's going to change everything about you. Changes everything. 
So our go-to verse with this, so you can follow along, this is where it started this whole thing. So when you start reading in Isaiah, it changes everything. So I'm just giving you a heads up. I told you to study this verse a long time ago, Isaiah 62. I'm not going to get into all that scripture. I'm going to break it right down to, to verse 4 because we covered all this. But it says in verse 4 in Isaiah 62, it says, You will never again be called the abandoned one, nor will your land be called deserted, but you will be called my delight is in you. That's Hephzibah. In your land, my beloved wife. For Yahweh finds his delight in you, and he married your land. Okay, you need to understand where we're coming with this. He says, he says guess what? You're no longer, and everybody thought, well, no, he's talking about Jerusalem. No, he's not. He's talking about you. This is prophetic. When you, when you start operating in a prophetic, receiving a prophetic, this is prophetic, which means he's going, it's not just them, it's you. Start reading the Bible the right way and understand he's talking about you. Okay, quit, quit saying that's not for me. That's somebody else. Where's mine, God? He says, no, it's you. You're no longer abandoned. I don't care who's walked out on you in your life. I don't care what's happened in your life. I am not going to abandon you. He says, I'll always be there for you. Hmm. He delights in you. And this is all just review, so I'm not even into the stuff yet today. So hang in there. Because review is so important because there's a lot of people that don't watch every week. And with our church online and all over the place, I want to catch everybody up. But not only are we new and we're his bride and all that, we're also light. We talked about this. We're the false light. We're the God light. We're the God light. He puts the God light in us. So it's not that Jesus is the light of the world. We are also the light. We have God light in us. And when we walk into the darkness, it must flee. Darkness must go. Darkness is nothing. Light brings everything. It doesn't have the authority to stay where we're at. And we got to walk in that. We got to talk like that. We got to accept that. We got to realize that we walk with that power on our life. That look, we are sons and daughters, which means, guess what? We're brothers with, with Jesus. Yeah, but we're sons and daughters. And he's our father. And we walk with that access and that authority in our life. So you have the access to him and you have the authority in him and through him to change things. Just with your walk. Just with your talk. You have the right to change things with your thoughts. Man, we got to receive this this morning. Got to receive this. And the more we get this God light, the more we receive that, the more we walk in that, the more we can start admitting that out to everybody and everywhere we go. All right, so last week, um, we started, we picked up, for the last couple weeks, I've been on Isaiah 54. This all stemmed out of 62, so it all ties together in some way. I'll tie it back in at some point. But in Isaiah 54, we picked it up 1 through 3 the first week. Last week, we went through 4 through 6. So, so last week, we hit, on, we hit on something called shame. And we talked about how we carry this shame on us. And it's a shame that we're not supposed to carry. We're supposed to give that to him. Right? And the fact that no matter what you've done, you can't be shameful. You're supposed to release that to him and let him love on you. And take that from you. Quit carrying the weight of shame in your life. Because it doesn't matter what you've done in your past or what you're doing. What you did last night. He said, don't carry the shame. Give it to me. So you can walk in freedom. So I can work in your life. We talked about how Hosea and Gomer and, and how she was, you know, came out of, came out of a, um, you know, relationships. And came out of um, a prostitution. And then. And then he was told, you know, Hosea was told to take her on, and then she went right back to it. And God says, love her. He says, love her. Go, go get her. Go get her in the middle of that. Why? Because he goes, that's how I love you. 
He says, I will go get you in the middle of everything you're doing because I love you that much. I'm not going to walk away from you. I'm not going to deny it, deny you. I'm going to be right with you. He goes, and I'll pay double for you because I already own you, but I'll buy you back if I have to because that's what he told him to do. He said, I'll buy her back. Hmm. You know, this goes hand, you got to, there's a fine line here too. And I don't want you to think I'm talking about a grace movement. I'm saying God has grace and mercy for us. And, and I don't think I need to say this, that, oh, we have freedom to do whatever we want. I'm not saying that. He'll love you. Look, but, but when you start releasing it to him, when you identify with him, you just don't want to do that stuff anymore. Okay, but you need to realize you can't carry it because he needs your identity. Identity is the foundation. Okay, just get that. Identity is the foundation, and that's where I'm going to pick it up today. So we're going to keep going on Isaiah 54. I'm going to go through 7 through 11, hopefully. Um, 7 through 11, and out of the passion, I'm going to read this. Uh, I'm just going to read through it, but then I'm going to come back to it and break it down. So just bear with me as I read through it. Kind of like this, bear with me, because <laughs> did, did anybody see me go live on Friday night? It was horrible. I'm sorry. Give my apologies out there. Um, I don't do Facebook, and I don't do Facebook Live, but I, I went live during worship, and I was singing. My apologies. My wife reminded me that, that that's why I'm not up here singing. Okay, so I deleted it. If you saw it, I do apologize. It was so much better than what you saw on the video, so so no worries. That just hit me. <laughs> Sorry. This is my mind right now. you got to understand, I'm all over the place. It's so good. Um, so just here, I'm going to pick it up in verse 7. It says, For just a brief moment I deserted you, but with tender feelings of love I will gather you back to me. In a surge of anger, for just the, the briefest moment I hid my face from you. But with everlasting kindness I will show you my cherishing love, says Yahweh, your kingsman redeemer. To me, this is like the time when I vowed that the waters of Noah's flood would never again cover the earth. Now I vow to you that I will neither be angry with you nor rebuke you. Even if the mountains were to crumble and the hills disappear, my heart of steadfast, faithful, faithful love will never leave you. And my covenant peace with you will never be shaken, says Yahweh, whose love and compassion will never give up on you. You unhappy one, storm-tossed and troubled, I am ready to rebuild you with precious stones and embed your foundation with sapphires. Whew. You know how many times I read that thinking, man, he's, he's just going to rebuild Jerusalem, and that's it, good job. That's the Old Testament, and I'm worried about you know, what's happening today. But when you start changing your identity, when you start looking at things different, and you start reading that the way you're supposed to read it, that he's willing to do this to you if you'll let him. That's powerful. That changes how you read the Bible. That changes your relationship with him. When every time you pick up the Bible, it's about you. And that's not being selfish. That's just understanding that God will speak to you through his word. Man, you've got to receive that. You've got to understand that when you read it, it's for you. Mm. So I want to break that down. So I'll just go right back to the beginning. You know, uh, for just a brief moment, I deserted you, but with tender feelings of love, I will gather you back to me. You know, and here what I love, you know, when I first read this, I'm like, okay, yeah, God's going to leave us. If we do bad things, God will leave us. God will leave us. If you do bad things, he's going to turn his back to you. No, he won't. See? You're like, nah, nah, nah. I've been taught the other way that, that, that if I do bad things, God will turn his back and he'll walk away and we'll never be in his presence again. When I first read that, that's how I read it. 
Then the second verse where when it goes into it, it says, but with tender feelings of love, I will gather you back to me. And in a surge of anger, for just the briefest moment, I hid my face from you. But with everlasting kindness, I will show you my cherishing love, says Yahweh, your kinsman redeemer. So he's talking about Babylon. This is, I mean, he turned his back. He turned his back. They were exiled, and he turned his back. But, he, but here's what I love. He hid his face from them, but he says, guess what? I'm going to draw you back. <laughs> I'm going to draw you back. I'm going to gather you back with my love. Can you be loved that much? Will you allow him to gather you back with, with the love that he brings you? Because this is what he's telling you. He goes, I love you this much. That I might have done that once before. I'll never do it again. But I'm going to draw you back with my love. If you'll let me. Hmm. And it keeps going. This is, I mean, he just, he just keeps getting into this. He says, to me, this is like the time when I vowed that the waters of Noah's flood would never again cover the earth. And now I vow to you that I will neither be angry with you nor rebuke you. So, so you see this constantly. He keeps telling us how much it'll never happen again. You know, he could easily just said, look, I'm, not, I, I'm never going to leave you. Okay, let's move on. But he's not. He's saying, come on, I'm never going to do it like this. I'm never going to do it like this. I'm never, and he's like pleading with us to just let me love you. This is his plead. He goes, I'm pleading with you that you let me love you. And he says, I vow to you. This is huge. He vows that he will never be angry nor rebuke you. See, that's hard for some people to hear. We weren't taught that way. See, vows were promises to God that people would keep to him. And he says, guess what? I'm bowing to you. I'm making a vow with you. I'm making a promise to you that I'll never leave you. I'm not going to rebuke you. Whew. If that don't put shivers down your spine to understand he loves you that much. And his promises are what? Yes. Come on, and our amen, right? Come on, that, that's, that's what it's all about. I won't even get into that. But here's what I love is that, that he stamped his love over our hearts. That's what that verse says. You know, when you, when you read that verse, if you want to know where that whole, you know, promise is. Okay, fine, I'll get into it. I wanted to skip over it, but I can't because it just hits. 2 Corinthians 1, 19 through 22 in the Passion. It just says, it says, it says, Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and he is the one whom Timothy, Silas, and I preach to you, and he has never been both a yes and a no. He has always been and always will be for us a resounding yes. For all of God's promises find their yes of fulfillment in him. And as his yes and our amen ascend to God, we bring him glory. But then when you keep reading it, see, everybody stops there because they're like, oh, that's the yes and the amen. We got that. Keep reading. Now it is God himself who has anointed us. And he is constantly strengthening both you and us in union with Christ, which means he's weaving us together. We talked about this. He's weaving us together. He's making us stronger. He's strengthening us. This perichoresis, this, this circle dance with him, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, all together. That's what this is. And he says, and he knows we are his since he has also stamped his seal of love over our hearts and has given us two given us the Holy Spirit as an engagement ring is given to a bride a down payment of the blessings to come come on receive the fact that you're his bride and he gave you the Holy Spirit as an engagement ring 
I don't know, ladies, but an engagement ring is kind of important. I think you kind of keep track of it. Tend not to lose it. Right? He, says, he says, keep track of that. I gave you that. I gave you the Holy Spirit. So his promises are yes. I just had to explain that one because I just really like the way that read. Let's go back to Isaiah 54. I'm trying to go through as fast as I can. 54.10. And this is where we pick it up. And it says, even if the mountains were to crumble and the hills disappear, my heart of steadfast, faithful love will never leave you. Will never leave you. He's talking about mountains crumbling. He's talking about hills disappearing. And that's what we deal with today in society because we don't put our trust in him. We put our trust in everything else. We put our trust in man, and guess what? Man will fail you. We put our trust in an economic system that will fail you. We put, put our trust in finances, they'll fail you. He says, quit putting your trust in everything else and trust in me. Trust in my love, because I will never fail. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. You can trust in me. Because hmm. his heart is steadfast. So when everything else in the world fails, he never will. And that keeps reading. It says, and my covenant of peace with you will never be shaken, says Yahweh. And when you, when you pick this up and you start reading this, especially in the Passion, it gives you all kinds of little um, bullets and everything you can read. But I love this because it says, God's covenant promise is that his shalom, his peace, his prosperity, success, wholeness, and well-being will be our portion all the days on earth his peace is ours all the days on earth and it actually references you to go check out ephesians 2 14 and in ephesians 2 14 i might re keep reading because it's good it says our reconciling peace is jesus he has made jew and non-jew one in christ by, deny, by dying as our sacrifice, he has broken down every wall of prejudice that separate us and has now made us equal through our union with Christ. So ethnic hatred has been dissolved by the crucifixion of his precious body on the cross. The legal code that stood condemning every one of us has now been replaced by his command. Hmm. I'll tell you that command later. His triune essence has made peace between us by starting over forming one new race of humanity Jews and non-Jews fused together in himself so his peace will never leave us it's, it's our reconciling peace is Jesus Jesus is the answer Okay, his peace, his shalom is the answer. It's not only the answer to our problems personally in our family, in our church it's an answer to world problems he says, I am peace. I am the answer to everything we deal with in life. All the hatred, guess what? I'm the answer. Not that all these, I mean, there, there's a lot of things you can do, and you can teach, and you can teach people and stuff, but he says, look, if you want to know the answer, I am peace. I'm the answer. Identify with me. Let me love you. And then when you start acting like I want you to act, <laughs> hatred can't stay around. When you walk in God light, hatred can't be around you. So all of a sudden, that light starts what? Remember we talked about it. It starts blazing out of your eyeballs everywhere you go. And your love is going to overwhelm everybody. Hatred can't stand in that. 
So you know, the problems in society, all the hatred in society is gone if we inject Jesus into it. Problem is, we're not doing that. That's the problem. We're not doing it. And I believe a lot of it is because we don't even understand our own identity. It's hard to walk in love when you don't know what love is. Man, I'm telling you, this is the answer. He gave us the answer to everything we're ever going to deal with is right here. Right here. And it's our job. He, he, he has anointed us and called us to go out and share the gospel. That's to bring his love to everybody. Okay, it goes on to say this. It says, whose, whose love and compassion will never give up on you. That's the end of that verse. So um, the very first, I went all the way back to Isaiah, so if you got lost there. In 54, it says, whose love and compassion. Let me, just to read it all. My covenant peace with, with you will never be shaken, says Yahweh, whose love and compassion will never give up on you. His love and compassion will never give up. See, the Hebrew word for compassion is rahem which means to love deeply, like a mother's love. And that rachem in Hebrew is the same as womb. So it's like the mother's love of a baby in her womb. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he's connected to you, because I don't know too many babies in the womb that aren't connected to the mother. And he says, you are strictly connected to me, and I love you that much. I've never known what that feels like. But I can tell you this, every one of my kids that come out, there's an instantaneous love. And I can imagine the mother's love with just feeling a baby inside of you. Well, he loves us like that. That should open your eyes a bit. He loves us like that. He goes, I made you. I love each and every one of you that way. And just like a mom has to nurture the baby, guess what? He has to nurture us. His love nurtures us. And really, the Holy Ghost is just the umbilical cord. <laughs> he says, I gave you an engagement ring, which will also nurture you, which is the Holy Ghost, and it's going to connect us. So not only does his presence bring peace and compassion, he's going to restore us. And in Isaiah 54, 11, I told you I was going to get all the way through Isaiah 54, 7 to 11. Isaiah 54, 11, it says, You unhappy one, storm-tossed and troubled, I am ready to rebuild you with precious stones and embed your foundation with sapphires. Now he's talking directly to us. He's talking directly to us because he says, You're unhappy. You're storm-tossed, which means you're waving to and fro. And you're troubled. And he said, You shouldn't be. But you don't understand your identity. When we break this down, you unhappy one storm-tossed in trouble, he's talking about a spiritual immaturity. He says, you are spiritually immature. That's why you waver to and fro. That's why you're troubled. That's why you're not walking in peace. That's why you're not always walking in love, because you're spiritually immature. We need to receive that this morning. Oh, must be my beard. I'm not shaving it. <laughs> so that's us wavering to and fro in Ephesians 4, 11 through 15. This is where I get that from. Ephesians 4, 11 through 15 says, 
And he has appointed some with grace to be apostles and some with grace to be prophets and some with grace to be evangelists and some with grace to be pastors and some with grace to be teachers. And their calling is to be nurture, is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. So all those gifts, those five gifts are to prepare everybody to do their own ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of the church. Now, these grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness into the faith. Until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. And finally, we become one into a perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed in an abundance of Christ. See, until you know who he is and until you operate in who he is, you won't be spiritually mature. That's what it's saying. So it means we're spiritually immature because we're not walking in that fullness. Then it keeps reading, verse 14, and then our immaturity will end and we will not be easily shaken by trouble nor led astray by novel teachings or by false doctrines of deceivers who teach clever lies. But instead, we will remain strong and always sincere in our love as we express the truth. All our direction and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into him, the anointed head of his body, the church. Hmm. So, so your immaturity will change. You'll mature when you walk into the fullness of who he is. Okay? But to walk into the fullness of who he is isn't just to know who he is. We've talked about this. I can know who God is, and I can know about God. So do you know about who God is? <laughs> like you heard of him? You heard of the Father, so you don't know him. You know, I know, you know, I know football players, but I don't know them. <laughs> I can tell you their name and their stats, but I don't know them personally. And he says, you're not going to walk into a fullness with me until you know me personally, until you have a relationship with me. Okay, and when you do that, when you know about him, when you know him and you know him as Father, see, you can't not know him as Father and not accept that you're a son or daughter. You see, so, so that's where we got to look at this. So, so when you actually know him, then you receive him as father. And if you receive him as father, then you receive him as son and daughter. And if you receive him as son and daughter, now you receive him as prince and princess. You receive him as Hephzibah. It's your identity. It's everything we've been talking about. He goes, when you actually know me, you're going to receive this and walk in that in your life. And you won't be spiritually mature until you do that. So we need to know who we are in him. Man, that's why we've been talking about this for three years. <laughs> it keeps going, though. That verse keeps going. The original verse. So it said, you unhappy one storm tossed and troubled. The next verse there says, I am ready to rebuild you with precious stones. Some translations will actually say, um, this is all Bo's fault. I let him try this on his head, and it really got stretched out. <laughs> Just didn't fit. He was like, man, that was so good. So other translations say, behold, I will set your stones in antimony. Antimony, which, which is Greek for antimonus, which means not alone. So he goes, I'm going to set your stones in that. 
and it's a substance. What that is is antimony is a substance used as concrete or mortar. It helps create a mosaic. That's what they use to, to put the mosaics together. See, we're all a piece of the mosaic. And he says, guess what I'm going to do? Because you're troubled, because you're wavering to and fro, if you let me, I'm ready to rebuild you with precious stones. I'm ready to, 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 to apply my mortar to you, to rebuild you and form you out of something that will never break. I'm going to bring us all together. I'm going to mold us together. And he goes, and that's what I'm going to do if you'll let me. It's permanent grafting. It's a connection to him. He says, if you'll let me do that, I'll do it. Why? Because he vowed never to leave you or rebuke you. He says, but if you'll let me, I'll mold you together. You keep reading that same verse, and it says, you know, I'm ready to rebuild you with precious stones and embed your foundation with sapphires. Embed your foundation with sapphires. You know, when you read that, it says that the sapphire stone was the second stone of the high priest's breastplate and had engraved upon it the name Simeon, he who hears. So he who hears was on his breastplate, which they say can represent the sapphire stone, and he wants to do what? So, so he wants to embed our foundation with sapphire. So it means we're going to hear. He wants to talk to us. He wants us to hear him. But that's not what's so cool when I really looked up sapphire because I didn't know much about a sapphire stone. So I had to look it up. And I, I went deep on this one, Googled it. And when you Google it, sapphires are very durable and ideal for everyday wear, much like diamonds. Sapphires are rated a 9 on a scale of hardness, indicating excellent hardness. Sapphires also have excellent durability, meaning they are difficult to chip or break, so they can be worn all day without fear of being damaged. He says, I'm going to build your foundation out of sapphires. Why? Because you can wear it every single day, and it won't be chipped or damaged. And you don't have to be fearful of losing it and it breaking, because it's that solid, and that's what I want you to do. If you'll let me, I'll build your foundations out of sapphire. Come on, that's powerful. He says, I want my foundation with you to be sapphire. My foundation of an identity of who you are will be built on sapphire. Come on. Man, you got to understand, he's saying it will not wear down when you do that. It will not chip when you do that. He goes, no matter what anybody says to you, does to you, nothing can cause it to damage like that. I'm going to start hollering now. I'm going to start dancing. Your foundation of Christ can be worn every single day, and you don't have to worry about it when, you, when, when you're built on that. So when we mature in our walk, right, because we've accepted our new identity, we start hearing more, we're joined together, we're cemented together with him, we have this foundation of sapphires, now we can start building. See, this is... This is the whole point of going through identity was so that you could start building on a foundation, right? Identity is the first step of discipleship. Very first step of discipleship is identity. Think about it. All the disciples, when they come to Jesus, what did he say? Drop everything and come to me. He started renaming people. You know, God did that too. And when God, you know, when God wanted to use somebody, he renamed them. Abraham, Sarah, you know, we can keep going. Even when Jesus starts coming on board, he changes the disciples, you know, James and Simon, and you know, we, there's, you, there's a bunch of them. So he wants to re-identify you. If you're willing to say, I'm all in, you need to accept your new identity. So that's why it's the foundation. He calls you son and daughter, prince, princess, Hephzibah. Okay? And now once you know who you are, you can start building that foundation. And this is where I got caught up because I'm like, why didn't anybody tell me that? 
Why was this never given to me in church? When I came to church the first time and got saved, they said, we need to send you to a class and we need to teach you how to read the Bible and we need to teach you how to do this and teach you how to do that. So I went and I read the Bible and I was like, yay, I read the Bible. Check off the list. How come I'm not feeling any different? Because I read the Bible. I didn't know who I was. I had no clue who I was. And it wasn't until I understood how much he loved me and he changed my identity that any of that stuff started working out in my life. And I'm not saying it's bad. You need to read your Bible. Like, don't go put that stuff on Facebook. Read your Bible. It's important. Pray. It's important. But you know what? I tried to do all those acts. I tried to do all that stuff to identify with him. I was like, okay, I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to read my Bible every day. I'm going to do all this stuff because that's what religion tells you to do. And when you do that, he'll love you more. When all from the beginning, he says, I can't love you anymore. You just need to receive it. Well, guess what? Once I received my identity, once I started walking in the love that he told me I was, then when I read the Bible, it started speaking to me. Then it started wrecking me and it started changing me. And then all of a sudden it could start flowing out of me so I could help other people see that and help other people change. But it starts with the identity. It starts with an identity in him. They didn't tell me that. Years of wasted time of studying the Bible. Things pastors never say. It wasn't a waste of time. Read your Bibles. You will get stuff out of it. But man, I wish that someone told me that from the beginning. Because man, anybody can walk in a gift. You know, your gifts will operate. Even if you don't have the right identity. You have that ability. But this is where it all comes in. This is where it all ties together. Because this is the PowerPoint right here. This is the point of this that it's all going to tie in. It's out of John 13, 34 through 35. You've heard this a million times. John 13, 34 through 35 of the Passion. It says, so I give you now a new commandment. Love each other just as much as I've loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you are my true followers. It's a new commandment. It's fresh. It's brand new. It's not the same. We've heard it before. You know, love as you want to be loved. You know, I grew up saying treat people how you want to be treated. He's not saying that. He said, this is a new commandment. I need you to love people the way I loved you. That changes everything. Because he's never gave up on me. He's never quit on me. He's never said one bad thing about me. Hmm, receive that this morning. And figure out where you're walking in your walk. love just as I loved you like I said it's easy to love when you know how to love but he says receive my love and once you receive my love I need you to love everybody the way I love you that'll hit you in the heart when you don't like the way people live when people have hurt you when people have hurt you physically emotionally when people have hurt you spiritually Maybe you've gone through church hurt. Maybe you, there, there's so many things that line up here. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe, maybe it's, it's anybody. Maybe it's a close friend that hurts you. All the hurt that can happen in the world. And he says, I don't care. Love them as I love you. How much have you hurt me? <laughs> he goes, so you don't have a choice but to love them the way I loved you. So you see how this changes everything. 
This changes everything. You can't love like that if you don't have an identity. So until you understand your true identity, what are you supposed to do? Read the Bible, pray, get around nice people, and, and, and expect God to move in a mighty way. But when you truly understand your identity and you walk fully in understanding that you're loved, then this commandment, <laughs> this commandment comes flowing out of you because it's the only commandment that says you're actually a disciple of mine. No other one tells you that. This one says you've got to love people the way I love you, and then you'll be known as my disciple, as my follower. So if you're a follower of Christ, you love everybody. <laughs> That's a little different. That's everybody. Doesn't matter how they're living their life. Doesn't matter how non-biblical they're living their life. Doesn't matter. He said, love them. Doesn't matter if your husband did something bad to you, your wife did something bad to you. He said, love them. Forgive them, just like I've forgiven you. We wouldn't have to deal with divorce if this was in play. And I'm not saying you got divorced, whatever. I get it, this, whatever. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that wouldn't even be an option. It wouldn't. Because we love each other through it. And you would realize that when you say the vow to God, it means something. And you said, I'm going to make a vow to you. And I'll do everything I can to love my spouse the way you love me. Man, it's hard to get mad at somebody when you love them the way Jesus loves, uh, loves us. Because I think about all the times I've let him down. <laughs> and he still shows up. And he still puts me on my face. And he still loves on me and wraps his arms around me. And he'll still do the same thing for you. So to obey the new command, you have to accept the new identity. Beloved identity is a new standard for interpersonal relationships. Beloved identity. It's how you treat everybody you run into. And that will change the way you walk. It'll change the way you drive your car. That's a big one for some of y'all. You'll learn to let people in. And pray for them. That was one of my favorite things to do when I see people swerving is just as I drive by them, just pray over them. They're on their phone, just pray over them. Just reach my hand out as I'm driving by. Jesus, touch them. Keep them safe and keep everybody safe around them. But you'll learn to pray first and not get upset over all these things. You know, this is the danger of knowing your identity, though. It's the danger of knowing your identity, because once you know your identity, this is what you're called to do. You can't just identify with who he is and then sit around and not do anything with it. You can't. He says, I gave you a new identity. Now get out there and start doing what I asked you to do, which is love everybody and bring light to darkness. And you're not going to do it through just some scripture you pray. It's not going to be any of that stuff. It's not going to be any of the gifts that we have. It's going to be love. Love people the way I love you. And if you can do that, and, and, and who can't do that? See, that's what I'm saying. The Bible's for everybody. You don't have to have a special gift and say, well, I'm not the evangelist, so I shouldn't be out there preaching, and, and I'm not the pastor. We have a pastor. He can love on people that way. No, he says you love because you know what it feels like to be loved because you have a new identity, and you, you feel my love all the time, and you understand who you are in me. He goes, so just love other people that way. I could see him with that little smirk, like, just love everybody that way. You'll be good because that's a true test. There's your test of your spiritual maturity. Can you love everyone the way he wants you to love them? And this will get on you. This will get on you because that love becomes mercy. 
if you think of all the mercy God had in your life and he's given you. Think of the mercy you can give other people. And it's simple stuff. Like I said, this is, you know, I know it's 1219. There's a big clock back there. Black that thing out. Um, but I get this. I understand this, that, that this could be as small as a waiter or a waitress. Whether they treated you good or bad, you bless them and you love them. You know, I, I, our gutter guy, you know, we're trying to put new gutters on our house. We just had the whole thing painted, and we're waiting on gutters. And my wife is on me all the time about updating all our flower beds and putting all this stuff in. And I can't do that because every time it rains, it floods it, and it all comes all over my, my porch. So I'm on hold for two months waiting for gutters. And the gutter guy, I have to call him every two weeks because he doesn't call me. And I get to say, hey, how's my gutters doing? Oh, they came in, sir, but they were damaged, so we had to send them back because you have special gutters that we can't make, so we have to order them. And when they came in, I'm like, and you want to say, well, where was the phone call? (laughs) Like, could you let me know? But no, I don't. I'm just like, thank you, brother. I love you. I appreciate you. Can you let me know next time? Like, if they're not going to come in because it's been a couple weeks and I'm waiting on my gutters. That could have went a totally different way. And unfortunately, in my spirit, I had to push it down. Because it wanted to come out a completely different way. But that's it. That's what we got to grow in. That's, that's how we have to operate. And like I said, this could be anybody from relatives to people you know. To pe- I'm telling you, this goes deep. When you need to learn to forgive and give mercy and love people that you never, ever want to lay eyes on again. Come on, this goes deeper than just like, like say hi to the person in church. Well, I guess I'll have to go over and say hi to them again. No, this is somebody that's, that's abandoned you. You know, I have a mother that, that, that left me when I was a kid, and I get to see her. I think I've seen her twice in, since I was 12. And I've got to forgive her and love her the way Jesus loves me. No matter how many times I reach out, no matter how many times I've, I've, I've pulled that hand out and said, man, I want you to know your grandkids and now your great-grandbaby that's coming. It doesn't matter. I can't get mad. He says, love her. Love her the way I loved you because how many times did I tell you the same thing and you walked away from me? Hmm. How, ma- how long was it before you even came to get to know me the way that I knew you from birth? Because you refused to do it. He said, don't give up. That's what he wanted to share this morning because beloved identity is not just understanding how much you're loved by the Father. It's a new standard of how everyone should be loved by you. So you need to receive this this morning. You need to start calling yourself out. And you know what it is because it's prickling your heart right now. And there's people popping up in your mind that you're like, nah, not that person. Yep, that person. If they're on your heart and your mind right now, they're the ones. That can start with a phone call. You'd be like, well, I'll just wait till they call me. You might not have a chance. But you have a chance now. You have a chance now to reach out to those individuals and love on them like Jesus loved on you. And this is how we change the world. You want to change the world? This is how you do it. By every communication, every contact, every time you leave your house, every restaurant you go in, every person you pass in Walmart, every person you drive by on the street, every person you work with, every person in school, every person in church, everywhere you go, you love them the way Jesus loves you. 
and we'll change this world. We can do this, but it takes everybody. It takes all of us working together to love each other. We just need to love the way he loves us. Because God loves us like a mother loves an unborn baby. His compassion will never stop. He'll never give up on you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He loves you like a bride. You're Hephzibah. You're a son. You're a daughter. You are his love. Each and every one of you, you are his love. And he says, I need you to love everyone else like that too. So I'm going to call you forward this morning. I believe, I believe there is healing in the house this morning. I believe there's spiritual healing. I believe there's emotional healing that needs to take place. I want to invite our prayer partners up. I want to get them up here. Rick, you can come on up if you want. Miss Karen, if you want, come up. I believe there's a um, there, there's some healing that needs to take place today before you leave here. Because I believe everybody in here understands that you are loved. That we've been talking about this so long that we've built the foundation. And now you've got to get past the next step, which is how do I love like Jesus loved me? And you can't carry that weight any more there's people that you have on your heart that you need to pray over right now there you need prayer yourself to come up with the strength and the courage to to reach out and love people the way he loved you so i want to open that up this morning i want to open that up to you this morning and i don't know how we're going to end this kevin you keep praying because i'll turn it over to you in a second but i truly believe that brother rick um, I don't know if you want to share. Well, yeah, you want to share? Right, let me get you a mic. <laughs> there you go, brother. Oh, can we turn a mic on back there? Any mic? Check. isn't just that's right don't be shy in here look this is family y'all 
This is how we do this around here. This is why this is family, because you're not supposed to continue to walk out the way you walked in. And you don't have to be scared or shameful of anything you're carrying with you because we're family and we're going to take care of it here. Because we love you that much that we care more about you than, than, than any of that other stuff. So don't walk out until, until you get prayer this morning. I'm telling you, it's, it, this is where, this, this is the time of service when, when darkness flees. This is the time of service when healing takes place. So what we're going to do is we're just going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask that, that you have the boldness and the confidence to come forth and get prayer this morning. I'll let Chuck play something on the, the keys. And he didn't know that, but Chuck, you're going to play something on the keys. And we just want to worship a little bit, but we just want to wrap our arms around you and love on you. So don't leave here this morning without doing that. And I'll turn it over to Kevin here in a second. So, Father, we love you. Father, you see the hearts and minds in this place. You see everything they're dealing with, Father. So I pray right now for courage. I pray that, Father, you, 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 you start directing the footsteps of those that are in this house right now, Father. And you give them the ability to stand up and come forward, Father. Father, if they don't know you, that's the very first step, obviously. So, so Lord, we ask you that, that you, you tell them to come forward. Father, let them come to a prayer partner and, and, and receive you, Father God. Let, 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 them, let them receive you this morning and let that be the starting spot. But, Lord, we surrender all this to you. Man, we, we receive our identity, Father. And I ask right now that you touch every person in here. Father, I pray for every single person that dealt with hurt in their family that dealt with hurt in their relationships with their spouses. Father, I ask you to touch each one that's dealing with a hurt with their children. Father, anybody that's dealing with a hurt with any relationship they have. Father, give them the courage to come forward. Father, I'll just pray, Lord, you continue to touch each and every person in this house. And we surrender this all to you this morning. Father, direct their footsteps. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Just thank you, Jesus. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's pray. You're so worthy. You're so holy. You're so holy. You're so holy. Come on, people of God, start to pray. Start to pray. There's people that need breakthrough right now. Come on, start praying. Don't wait for the person with the microphone. Come on, start praying right now. Holy, 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 holy. Oh, you're so worthy. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place. Holy Spirit of God, right now, come and breathe, Holy Spirit. Come and breathe. Come and breathe on us. so worthy. We just worship you this morning, God. We love you, Father. We worship you. Have your way this morning, God. Have your way in this service, God. Have your way this morning. Oh, in the name of Jesus, Father God, have your way. Start to pull on the hearts, God. Start to move on the hearts, God. Start to move on the hearts, Father God. Oh, I thank you, Father. I know there's more, Father God. There's more. There's more. 
just worship you right now, God. But we ask for a breakthrough this morning. God, for our brothers and sisters, God, we ask right now in the name of Jesus, God. Father, we declare your word. Your word says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living right now in us. So right now, God, we say breakthrough in the name of Jesus. New life in the name of Jesus. Healing in the name of Jesus. Right now, God, right now. Father, start to demolish, God. Start to demolish anything, Father God, in our minds that will try to raise itself up ahead of you, God demolish those strongholds right now in the name of Jesus. The strongholds that say I'm not enough. The strongholds that give us depression. Right now God, start to demolish the strongholds God. The false identity strongholds Father God right now in the name of Jesus would you start to demolish those God. Holy, holy is your name. You are holy. Oh you're so good God. You are worthy. You're worthy Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Start to move, start to move, start to move. You who is able, you who is able. You are able, Jesus. You are able. You are worthy. You who can break the seal. You who can break the seal. Hold the Lion of Judah, the Lamb of God, the Alpha and the Omega. Right now, Jesus, right now, over every situation in this place, in this house, Jesus, right now. The Lion of Judah. We say Jesus right now, God. Have your way, God. In every situation, financially, emotionally, God. In relationships, have your way in the name of Jesus. Oh, we just thank you this morning, God. You're so worthy. You're so worthy, God. You're so worthy, God. You're so worthy, Father. We just love you this morning, God. For those of you who are still in this place and you want to give, you know, there'll be people at the door. Uh, but I just believe we need to end this morning with worship. If you do me a favor, would you just worship your Abba this morning? Will you worship your Father who's never left you this morning? Will you just choose to worship this morning? Oh, we just love you, God.
Jesus. We just thank you, Father God. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We just love you, Father. We ask that you would receive our worship this morning, that you would receive it and that you would be well-pleased, that you would be well-pleased with our worship. We love you, God. We love you. And I ask right now that you would bless your people as they go home this morning, as they go back to wherever they're going, Father. I ask you in the name of Jesus that you would send your angels to be with them, that you would protect them on their way, that you would protect them, that you would help them. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would teach us and guide us. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. I bless your holy people this morning. In Jesus' name, and everybody said. Amen. I love you guys. Be blessed this morning. Be blessed. The last piece of uh, news, if you guys are interested in a night of worship, we're having a uh, special meeting this morning. Uh, so if you think that's that might be you, you're interested in a night of worship, maybe planning it, maybe helping with it, uh, we encourage you to stay after service. We love you guys. God bless you.